Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Coach's Perspective. I am your host, Joe Quill, and I'm here with a very special guest. He currently attends West Warwick High School, and next year he'll be taking his talents to Community College, Rhode Island, to play junior college baseball. Ladies and gentlemen, Calvin Battersby. Cal, how you doing? I'm doing good, Joe. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. I really do appreciate it. Um, why don't you take a couple of minutes to introduce yourself to the to the listeners? All right. Uh, my name is Calvin Battersby. I'm a senior at Westport High School. Um, I recently committed to CCRI for pitching and outfield. It's uh, It took a little while, but we got there with the help of this guy right here on the podcast. So I'm excited to see where it goes. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that was um, it was a long process for you. So what, let's start with this first question. Uh, what was your recruiting process like? You repeat that. Uh, what was your recruiting process like? Process was um, it, it took it took a little while, but it um, it was definitely worth it, just to see where everything went. And you know, the coach took his time. I took my time. Mm-hmm. It was it was to the point where we had to both see where we were at, and ended up working. So. Awesome, awesome. Now, that kind of goes into my next question. Uh, why did you pick a junior college over like a D3 or a D2 school? So, I, I put it together and it, it, see, I thought about D3 and, you know, I, if I went D3, I feel like everyone else there is just going to be just as good as I am. And, you know, I, I'd, I'd sit bench for two years. I'd have to wait to get my opportunity because, you know, there's a kid there that's been there for three years. They're going to play no matter what. And um, D3 is definitely still a good opportunity, but I feel like with Juco, I'll get my playing time, and I could definitely get better as a player, person, and teammate. Mm-hmm. And, and I've heard nothing but good things about CCRI and the program they have over there. And I talked to the coach, and he definitely persuaded me into um, to wanting to go there more. And um, – yeah, yeah. D three, it's just there's none here in Rhode Island that I would have wanted to go to. So paying out of state tuition and just doing a bunch of extra things that I wouldn't have to do if I went to CCRI. So Yeah, I feel like a lot of kids they, they don't understand how awesome JUCO is. Like you get so what I really like about JUCO is like you said about D D three, D two, you're gonna you're gonna sit probably a year, at least a year. Uh, if not two. So when you're a junior is really when you're going to compete for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, instead, you know, like you were, I'm, I'm sure you were a little bit of a late bloomer. I know your dad told me that, but um, that was another thing too. You know what I'm saying? So when most kids are getting recruited as juniors, you are finally just starting to hit that. You know what I mean? That growth where you go from being, you know, five, six, uh, 140 pounds to 5'9". You know what I mean? You have that big growth spurt. You get taller, stronger, kind of thin out. You know what I mean? And and you become you go from like a little boy to a man. You know what I mean? So yeah, you yeah. got that a little later, you know? So all these kids, yeah, they're out here, you know, maybe as juniors they were throwing, you know, low 80s. So they're getting recruited. And you, you had to take that extra, that extra step to get there. You know what I mean? So for you, yeah. now you're going to get an extra two years. <clears throat> you're gonna you're gonna be able to grow. You're gonna be able to hit actually go into a college workout weight room, uh, 
meal program, nutri- with a nutritionist and, and all that. And then, then you can actually go D2, D1 for those next two years. And another nice thing is it's free. Yeah, that, that was the big thing, the whole Promise program. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's pretty helpful. And, um, you know, I think it's best financially for me and my family. So it works. Yeah, that that's another thing. Like, um, and I see a lot of kids, they go there uh, and they don't take advantage of it. And then they get kicked out. And then, you know what I mean? So that's another thing is like college isn't easy. It's like I, I go there, so I know, you know what I mean? And it's not yep. easy, but if you have something that's allowing you to go and work hard and want to be there, then you're going to be completely fine. And I, I tell the kids that all the time, like there's a lot of kids, they go division three and yeah, they, they probably, they probably won't go anywhere after that. And that's okay because you know what? It helped them get through school. It allowed them to go and learn about themselves, learn life lessons and have really good experiences. And I feel like that's what college baseball should be. You know, not everyone's going to go pro. Uh, not everybody's going to, you know what I'm saying? And, and that's another thing. And it just, that's like a lot of kids, they get confused. They're like, oh, well, I don't want to go Juco. And I'm like, why? And they're like, oh, I want to go. I, I'd rather not, you know, uh, I heard Juco sucks. And I'm like, dude. Have you watched the Juco game? Like, you have to sit there and actually watch it and understand what they're doing. Um, because, like I said earlier, it's a, it's for kids that developed later that need that extra year or two. And that's another thing. You can only – you don't have to go for two full years. You can transfer out after one, you know. So, maybe yeah. it's a great thing. Maybe it's, you know, like there are kids who, you know, you can reclass that that's yeah. not for people. But for some people, it's not because – Okay, yeah, you're gonna reclass. Uh, that's gonna put you in the hole, probably ten grand at least. You know what I mean? Instead, yeah. you go JUCO, you do that year or two, whichever you want to do. And even if you don't go anywhere after JUCO, you get the opportunity to have a good experience playing college baseball. So speaking about um, playing after uh, JUCO. Uh, do you want to continue to play baseball after CCRI if it's possible? So, yeah, that's a good question. So my plan is to get my gen eds out of the way at CCRI. So I want to, I want to um, major in fire science mm-hmm. and see where that takes me. And if baseball just happens to work out for me, if I get better, I, I, I turn out, I get bigger, I get stronger and you know colleges are interested in me then yeah i'll go i i definitely do another two years somewhere else um that that's the goal and i'm definitely going to work towards it but if it doesn't work out like that then i I got my two years free and i can always transfer my credits somewhere else and in the long run it's going to help me no matter which way i choose so yeah, I feel like I was saying earlier, you know, like it allows kids to get through college, you know, because like me, like I, I wish I was playing. I decided not to. I'm doing my coaching and stuff now. But um, when I when I was first looking into it, the two things that came into it were money and playing time. And it's like, OK, like I was looking at schools out of state. And when it comes down to twenty five grand a year, you know, and you're like, oh, that's a lot of money. You know what I mean? You, yeah. You're going to go out of yeah. debt. You're going to come out of school $100,000 in debt. I probably won't make that in a year. 
you know what I mean? For at least yeah, exactly. for a long time, you know? So um, I feel like that was one thing for me. And I tell, I tell kids all the time, you know, I'm like, listen, if this is something you can afford to do financially, then I totally, I tell you it's worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah, do it. Do it, you know? But if, if you can't do it financially, then stay in state, you know, and, and stay the in-state, pay the in-state tuition and, and do that because it's, it's not easy, um, definitely. But, you know, CCRI, they, they, they're very lucky. Uh, we're very lucky as a state to have that because a lot of kids don't, you know, yep. and there are kids that are going to go and they're going to pay like $5,000 a year to take the same classes that you are, you know what I'm saying? So, um, it's a very, it's a very good program. Um, they, they make it harder on you. They definitely do because you are going for free. Uh, a lot of my friends that go to like regular, like a four year college, uh, they're taking four classes, but at CCRI you have to take five and it's a lot. It's not easy, you know, and, but if you're down for it, then, then do it. You know what I mean? And that's why I tell kids all the time because, um, you know, it's, it's not easy. Like I said, it's, it's a grind, but it's going to push you, you know, and I feel like that, that's very, very important. Um, yeah, so yeah, you a, continue. I'm sorry. Yeah. There's a lot of like controversy over like the, like even on just like TikTok or something, you'll see something about like Juco grinds different, like all the kids that come out of there hard not. And I, I believe it. I'm I'm not there yet, obviously, but I believe it. You wake up early, you get your classes out of the way, you go to a four hour practice and you do the same thing every day, repeat, repeat. And at the same time it, it's you have that grind where you want to get to the higher level where whereas other people are already there. So you got that mindset where you, you just gotta keep pumping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like, you know, I tell kids all the time and, and I've talked to college coaches on this podcast and college baseball is a full time job. It really, really is. Right. Because, you know, your classes you got a lot to do. But, you know, a lot of kids. All right. When I was looking into Monroe College, uh, shout out Coach Torres, uh, I was looking into going there, going to play baseball there. Uh, was really, really looking into it. Was really, really excited about it. Decided not to. It wasn't good enough. It wasn't good for me financially, and I'm happy I didn't do it. Uh, but it was a great opportunity. Um, what I did was I talked to college athletes, and I said, what does your typical day look like? And they said, you get up at 6, you have breakfast, you're out of your house, you're out of your dorm, you're out of your apartment, off-campus apartment, by probably 6.30. You are in the weight room from 6.45 to 7.30, 7.45, right? So you have an hour left in the morning. Then you go from then you go to classes from 8 to 2, maybe 8 to 12. Or Usually in college, you have breaks. So you'll go to like two classes, and you probably have a break. Or you might have a break in between classes, or you might have them straight through. It's just it depends on how your schedule works. And then, then you go to practice, right? So then you have practice from, let's say, 2.30 to 5.30, right? Let's say it's a three-hour practice. So you have that. Then you go home or to your dorm, whatever. You eat. You do your homework. You shower. It's probably, I don't know, 9 o'clock already. Some guys, they go for a jog late at night. Some guys, they go lift again. Sometimes, you know, it depends. Yeah. That later half is, is your time. And then 10.30, 11 o'clock, it's lights out because you got to be up at 6 a.m. again. You know, so yep. 
it's not easy. And, not at all. you know, um, that was something that I really looked at and I was like, okay, am I going to be able to do school and baseball? And if you can do it, I totally, totally advise kids to do it. I told you to do it. You know what I mean? I said, listen, you know, you're very talented. You have the talents to do it. Unfortunately, we were late in the recruiting process because I got you the beginning of your senior year. Um, and I felt like, you know, there were schools that, you know, there were D D twos, D threes that did express interest. Yeah, they did. But for you in your situation, what was best, you know? And, and I feel like junior college is not made for everybody. They call it a Juco bandit for a reason, yeah. but, but if you can do it and you can be successful, you can get a lot better because their kids, yeah. their kids, Bryce Harper is one of them. Bryce Harper got drafted first overall out of a junior college. Mm. You don't even have to look just at baseball. Football is huge for junior colleges, right? Yep. Josh Allen, probably the top 10 quarterback in the league right now. Probably a top five young quarterback, right? They had no offers out of high school. Not even D2. Not even D3. Not one single offer. When Juco, he had one offer from Wyoming made the best out of it that he could and now he's in the NFL. He's not he's not a scrub. He's not a bum. Could have won the MVP last year and this yeah. year. Great year. You know what I'm saying? So JUCO is, is something that um I feel is really, really uh really good. And I feel like it's something that if you can do it, I, I totally advise it. And especially it being free in Rhode Island. Um they a lot of kids have that. And, um, like another kid that I recently been talking to is you'll be probably joining him next year. Chris Torres, uh, yep. good kid. Uh, and we were talking, going back and forth cause he uh, came to our devil scout day. Um, and he, we were just going back and forth and he's like, I love it. I'm really excited. Uh, I think we're gonna have a good year. And, uh, but there are kids that do fail off. There are kids that do, you know what I mean? And they, they use that year of eligibility. So as long as you can stay on track, do your shit and uh, stuff, I'm sorry. Um, as long as you can stay on track and do your stuff, you should be totally fine. And I tell yeah. everybody. Yeah, All Torres right. is a good kid. I talked yeah. to him during some of the games. Mm-hmm. So, that it's, it's, a, it's a lot of hard work, but once you get through it and once you do it, and, you know, especially at a respective program like CCRI, they were just in the College World Series. They've gotten kids to Division One schools. If you don't have the exposure – as a kid in Rhode Island, why wouldn't you? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a good opportunity for a lot of people. So uh, my next question is, do you play any other sports that help you for baseball? So, yeah, actually, um, my first three years of high school, I did cross country. And, you know, I gave that up like halfway through my junior year and my senior year, obviously, just to, for the sake of my legs and my body. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm doing indoor track. So I work on a lot of explosive work coming out of the blocks and I sprint and I hurdle. So it's, it's pretty tough on the legs, but it definitely keeps you, keeps you in shape. It keeps me, keeps me working and it keeps my body in check. It's a, it's definitely a grind, but I find fun in it when you beat people and, it's always a good environment at the track meets. There's a bunch of cool people there. I talked to the kid that was on the 
on the podcast last week. Uh, Durant, he's a good kid. Mm-hmm. Um, just different people. You talk to different people. You meet them. And it's a good environment. And you get your work in while you're there. So, Yeah, I was just about to mention Brandon because, you know, me and him and Jared, obviously, we were going over uh, workout routines. And with him doing track, he said that it's really, really important for him because it is a leg workout every day. You know what I mean? So when he's at the gym, he's not really hitting legs. He's not doing a big leg day. But he feels that, like, every day he's working on his legs, you know. So that that's that's really good, and it's it's really important. And honestly, I tell kids all the time, you know, uh, like a lot of my Devils players, they run track. And I'm like, run it, but don't throw track. You know what I mean? Because this is your off season. This is your winter. This is the time where, you know, you let your body shut down. You let your, you know, you let your muscles kind of uh, get back into shape and feel better because you're, you're throwing every day for probably eight months. Um, yep. So now you come back in and you let your muscles relax and you get back there. And, you know, if you can work and get faster, stronger, quicker, you know, it really is good for, uh, to do indoor track, especially sprints, you know, because we do a lot of base running. So uh, yeah. that is really good. And personally, from seeing you as a player and having the ability to coach you, which was awesome this fall, um, I can tell that track has worked because you're quick out of the box. And even in the outfield, you know, you cover a lot of ground. Um, and I feel like even with your pitching, I'm sure it helps you there using your lower half. Yeah, you definitely. Know, load off the mound and, you know, locate pitches and things like that. So um, it is really, it's really a, a good thing to do. Yeah, it was, um, you know, I did indoor track my, I started in my freshman year, I believe. And, you know, I just did it for fun because all my friends wanted to try something new in the fall. And I honestly was in a hurdle and, you know, I didn't get good at it until my junior year. And, you know, it started as a grind. I'm you know, going to class, going to divisionals, going to states. I did all that last year, but now I'm actually competing. Like, I think um, I want to say I'm seventh in the state right now in hurdles. And wow. my, um, my divisionals just passed. I won an all division. But now we have class, so it's it's definitely a grind, and it's not for those people that don't want to do anything in the in the fall and the winter. But if you want to keep your body in check, it's definitely something that you should be interested in. Yeah, and um, I'm sure that um, you know, doing that and all the divisionals in the states, so. That's really uh, it's really good because you get to see more competition, but it's more of an independent sport, you know. Yep. So I think that that's really cool. It gives you a different type of um, different type of atmosphere because baseball that's a that's a big team sport, you know. Uh, without oh, yeah. your teammates, nothing happens. You know, you can't make plays, you can't score, you can't. It, it all depends on everybody. Everybody needs to be there, you know. So it's, it's a lot different, but it's a lot. It's really cool. It's similar, and it helps you build and get stronger and things like that. So that that's awesome. Uh, now that we're talking about keeping your body in check and things like that, uh, what is a typical workout routine for you? So right now it, it's it's kind of different because of track, but let's just say track's over. And so what I like to do is when my baseball season starts, I do push-pull legs or, for if you don't understand that, back biceps, chest mm-hmm. triceps, um, leg shoulders, and you repeat that. And I like to throw in a rest day to let your body just relax and build. Um, 
you definitely I work high intensity I, so work on more explosive things rather than building for aesthetics and stuff like that it's it, you, you gotta like I watch a lot of your different videos on YouTube just watching what different things help different mind body and mind muscle connections just to see where you can strengthen yourself where you're weak and what you can work on but it's a pretty strict routine throughout the week and if i ever miss a day you just go on to the next one and throw it all out there and work as hard as you can awesome awesome i feel like uh workout routine workout routine is so important you know because i feel like as an athlete you need to be you need to be continuing to get better you know, and, and I feel like that's not just on the field. That's not just in the classroom, but that's also in the weight room, you know, and, and if you, it really determines uh, good players from great players, you know, so I feel like that, that's a big difference, you know, like I wasn't a big weight room guy, you know, I, I really wasn't. Um, and I was more, I did a lot of band work. Uh, I'd be at the field a lot. I'd go hit, I I do running, I do some running, uh, but I was never really a big gym guy, you know, and I regret yeah. it, you know, because I feel like if I was more of a gym guy, I probably would have gotten a lot better. It would have been a lot better and it would have shown on the field. You know, I see a lot of kids that um, even some of the guys that you played with this fall, uh, David LaQuali, uh, Joe Church, right? Those are all guys that you see them in the gym a lot. You know what I mean? And I know that because I've known them a long time and you see them like David, I met David, he was a freshman in high school. I was a sophomore and he tried out for our high school team and he was good, but then he came out his junior year and you could see a big difference, you know, cause you had yes. the COVID year, but you know, you could see a big difference cause now you have two years, you're hitting the gym, you're working hard and you could constantly see the big difference in his body and it made a huge, huge difference for him on the field. And he had a, he had a good year. And then Joe Church, uh, we called him Big Country for a long time because he was he was a heavier, not heavy, but he was a chunkier kid, tall and chunky, but could still hit, had a lot of power. And he was probably six foot, six one, two sixty. Yeah. And then now he's like six three, two thirty. You know, and dumb. And now he's down to two twenty. He's wrestling two twenty now. Um. But that's another kid who just he rebuilt his body, and it's insane what these what they do. And then he's constantly at the gym. He's always working out. He's always doing something. Now he's doing other sports to allow him, you know, to get better at at not just baseball, but he also does rugby. And now he's wrestling. He's one of the best in the state at wrestling. So it's really really cool to see what the gym can do for people. Um, and I didn't really see that because I wasn't really around athletes like that as a sophomore in high school freshman in high school so I, I wish I did hit the gym but that's something that I, uh, I tell kids all the time like the weight room is just as important as you know the baseball field and, and doing your skills and conditioning too like for my devil's team we do a lot of conditioning we start in December and until a few weeks ago so for the whole month of December it's just conditioning for an hour and a half and then you yeah the that's definitely that's you know? important you know it, it is it, it truly is it's really cool too to see like transformations and we do a lot of footwork drills and sprints and tire flipping and you can see the kids get better every practice you know and it's really cool especially like the new guys and stuff so it's really cool to see them like start to grow and get better and it's it's something that i haven't really seen yet but now that i'm seeing it i'm like wow this is it's a big big difference so 
Um, now let's talk more like college stuff. Uh, do you have any goals for your time at CCRI these next two years? Um, I really haven't come up with any in my head, but if I were to come off, just come off the top of my head, I'd definitely just say to make sure I get my playing time in and just try to get better as a teammate, as a player, as a person, and try to just grow altogether, just become a better player because uh, I really want to take advantage of those two years, you know, if that even if that means just put some more velocity on my fastball or put some more spin to my curveball or, you know, just faster down the bases or even more exit velocity off my bat. It's just any, any of the little things that will help me go further, that's what I want to work on. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I feel like, um, like I was saying to you earlier, like, these two years allow you to grow and, you know, being a JUCO because as a freshman, you, you're going to probably go in and play right away because, you know, freshman, sophomore, it's like being a junior and senior in college, you know, yeah. because there's only two groups, you know, there's only two classes. So I feel like that's, that's really good. It's really important. And you said growing as a person, as a teammate, I feel like that's important too, because you're going to go to a four year after you're done even if you do one year, you're going to go to a four year. You're going to have seen that you're going to go in. And that's why coaches love Juco. You know, like a lot of coaches that I talk to, they're like, Oh, I love Juco because the kids come in and they're ready. It's not a college freshman. It's not a kid who comes in and most of them aren't ready. You know what I mean? But some of them are, some of them really are ready when they step onto the field that first year. But yep. you know, like, like Juco is a lot different because you're playing against kids who are a year older than you or your age. When you're when you're a college freshman at a four year, you're playing against kids that are three years older than you. They're 22, 20. Some of them are 23. You know what I mean? And you're this 18 year old kid who, yeah, you might have been hitting the gym and stuff at high school, but you're not with a nutritionist. You're not with, you know what I'm saying? So it's a big yeah. difference. It's like being a freshman in high school all over again. You know these these guys that you play. You thought you were playing against grown men at, at 15. Look now, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I was a I played varsity as a freshman and then these guys i was a big kid as a freshman i was five eight five nine i think and i was tall for a freshman and i go onto the field and i see kids at 18 with beards and i'm going oh my god you know so yeah right. you see that as a freshman in high school and then you get to be a senior and then you're the one growing the beard and you know it's coming in all blotchy and stuff but that's not the point uh and then <laughs> you go your freshman year of college and you're tiny compared to these guys and you're like Oh my God, yeah. you know, so you see that and it's like growing all over again. So, but it's not just as a, not just as a player, but as a teammate, as a person, like you said, and I feel like that's what college does to people. You know what I mean? It, it grows you. It, it's your make or break, you know, either college is for you and you're going to learn a lot and you're going to go in and then afterwards you'll have a job and a career that you really want to go into or a college isn't for you. And then, you know, you go into the workforce and that's not wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, or you go to a trade school like I did. I went to trade school, high school. And yep. there's nothing wrong with that either, you know? But nope. I feel like there's so many options and there's so many things that you can do. Um, so I feel like it, it really is the, like from the ages of 18 to 23, 24, are really like big years in your life. So I think it's really, really good that there's so many options out there. So, yep. uh, yeah, so now I really want to talk baseball because that's kind of what we're here for. We talked the college part. Oh, yeah. um, what's your favorite baseball memory? 
Oof. Man, you I, have so, I have so many. You can take a few, you know, if you want to say three instead of one, you know, you're more than, more than welcome to. Oh, man. Well, the one that just never leaves my head, I think uh, I think this is back in Cal Ripken when I think, I don't know, man, I had to be 12, 13, maybe 11. We, um, you know, the the athletics were always the team in that league that would just dominate every year. They they would get like the first round draft pick in every every draft. So it was West Warwick stuff. But you know, I, I was on the Yankees. You know, you might not like that, but that that's the team that I was on. <laughs> and um, so we we made the playoffs that year. We we were the underdogs. You know, we had to face the A's first round because we were last in the league. And we were we were up by one, and they had the I don't remember who it was I gotta remember. They had a kid on second base, and one of my good friends that played high school ball with me was up the bat, and I was in center. That's when I first started playing outfield. Uh, he hit the ball; it drops right in front of me. I'm in like I'm in pretty deep center for Cal Ripken Field back when I was younger. So I pick up the ball, I just I huck it to home. The kid's rounding third, and my catcher tags him out, and you know that that won us a game. It was like a it was like a walk off throw. It, it was it was awesome. I ran in, you know, I got picked up, I got Gatorade dumped on me. It felt like I just won the World Series, and um, it's something I'll never forget. It was awesome. Yeah, I feel like those little league days, like nothing beats them, you know. And and it's like um, the kids, you guys are all, you're all screaming, doing chants, and then you know you're like that the atmosphere, it's just something you'll never forget. And that's why I love watching the Little League World Series every year uh, oh, yeah. because the Little League World Series, high school baseball, and college baseball are my three favorite levels of baseball to watch. I like watching the pros, but, yeah, you know how that is. Um, yeah. I feel like college baseball, these kids, they, they're they not getting paid. They're not making money. They're just playing baseball as hard as they possibly can. High school baseball you're trying to go to college. So you're playing as hard as you possibly can and you're trying to represent your school. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah. that's really, really important. In Little League, you're trying to go to Williamsport, right? And and sometimes when if you make it, sometimes kids, they, they don't like being there afterwards because people kind of make it like it's the highlight of their life and kids don't like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but I feel like seeing that on TV and seeing like the atmosphere and how different it is from – pro ball how different it is from college ball how different it is from high school ball yeah as awesome as high school ball is and as awesome as college ball is it's so different and it makes you feel like a kid when you're watching it so i feel like it's a lot of fun to see little league baseball um and since i've played i feel like it's really declined to be honest with you we used to have some big kids playing little league baseball and the bats changed and all that i remember my friend had an orange mako and oh my god uh, oh yeah stuff. that thing that thing was insane you know little league I, baseball, I had one of those little league baseball it, it really has changed so much and now no one's no one's hitting nukes anymore and they still do but even like the size of the kids it's crazy how small these kids are compared to what well, i was you know or or probably yeah. you or you know so it's crazy to see but um i do love little league baseball uh and i love baseball in general but that's like one of my favorites to watch uh so what let's talk about you as an athlete. What is some of your like biggest athletic achievements? Um, 
I won all division, first team all division last year as a junior. Um, for pitching, it's not for hitting. I definitely didn't have a good hitting year last year. But I'm just winning different. I have just loads of medals from running and just cross country. I, I was always I was always good at cross country, just coming like top ten in the state for any for any race. It was just it was it was very competitive. It was a lot of fun. Um, I definitely learned a lot doing all that. But the the achievements they they come like as you grow as an athlete. I feel and. Just the different achievements. Like I won the, um, you gave me that Cy Young Award this year for the fall mm-hmm. that we played baseball, and that was a lot of fun. But I feel like baseball in itself is the award, you know, just getting to be around everyone. And, you know, it, it's, it, it doesn't become an individual sport at that point, but if you want to win a certain award, I feel like you have to put more towards yourself sometimes, and you have to work harder. And, you know, if you have good teammates around you, that obviously helps. But just, it's, yeah, just awards will come with work ethic and playing the game you love. Yeah, I feel like um, when it comes down to awards, a lot of guys, they, that's not really their goal, you know? And it's no, yeah. something that they're like, ah, oh, you know, like, I really do appreciate it and thank you so much, but. You know, I'd rather would have won a championship or I'd rather would have, but some guys, it, it, listen, it depends on the person, but uh, you mentioned uh, winning uh, the Cy Young award uh, for the fall. And you mentioned that that was a lot of fun and things like that. And that's, you know, I was, I was 18 years old coaching 18, you, you know, just yep. about to be 19. I was like, I just aged out. Um, but, you know, I'm trying to think of when it was 2016, 2017, uh, there was a guy, and he used to. He was the little league president in Smithfield, which is where I coached. Um, yep. And his name was Shane Moore. Awesome, awesome guy. Uh, and he put together a legion team. And I wasn't on the team. I was, I think, I was only in eighth grade, and it was all like it was junior legion, so it was like juniors and sophomores and freshmen in high school. It took like the whole. High school, half of high school varsity kids and like the best JV players, and like took like two eighth graders. Didn't think anything of it. I just, whatever. You know, I played all stars. Yeah. I did that. I enjoyed it, you know. Uh, then I think I played, I think that was, I don't think I did Babe Ruth. No, I just did all stars. I did like seniors and all stars. Um, that was eighth grade. Then ninth grade, uh, I was playing for Davies, which is where I went to high school, and I was umpiring a little league game, and he was there. And he was like, oh, I need you to uh, – are you playing rec this year? And I was like, no, I'm playing – I'm swinging. I'm playing 20 games, 30 games of baseball this year. I'm not, I'm not playing rec. I don't have time for rec. Yeah. Uh, and he, he said to me that uh, you need to be a pitch for all-stars. And I'm like, all right, I'll play. So I went to like two games. But I ended up playing. Uh, and then he did something really, really good for me. Uh, my dad had passed away, and I didn't have the money he uh, money to do All Stars and Legion. It was a lot of money uh, yep. back then, and he took care of it. He said, "Don't worry about it. I'm going to pay for you. Deal with what you need to deal with. Use baseball as a way to get away from everything." And that's yeah. when I really like. I loved baseball as a kid, but I was more like I loved watching baseball. Uh, I loved the Red Sox. I loved North Carolina baseball, uh, Tar oh, yeah. Heels. 
I love that. You know what I mean? I really, I like playing outside with my brother and playing with my friends at the Sandlot, things like that. But um, I never really had that like love when I was out there. You know what I mean? Like I'd play just for fun. I'd play rec. Didn't play yeah. middle school. Didn't play anything like that. But that Legion year was something that really, really changed me. Uh, and then I went into my next high school year. Didn't have the best season. Um, and then the year, then that summer, I ended up hurting my knee. But we had like a whole new group of guys. Uh, which included a couple of that guys from that fall from that fall team we just had, and it was it was the best it was the best summer of my life. Uh, I was on crutches for half the summer, but I was always at the baseball field. I was always sitting there, uh, watching the team play and coaching the younger kid team because there was a 17 year old junior legion team, and then there was a 15 and under like freshman league team. It was like seventh, eighth, and ninth grade. Uh, so that was a lot of fun for me. And then COVID COVID hit. We didn't do it again, and it would have been my last year. And then the summer after, um, I had just graduated high school, and it kind of just became like, I'm done. You know, I don't want to play anymore. You know, I did my high school varsity years and wasn't going to college, and I was like, I'm not playing Legion. I'm not doing travel. I'm not doing any of that. I'm not doing showcase. So I'm done. You know, so um, I was I ran into a couple of those guys that I previously coached in rec because I did a year of coaching rec the COVID year. Um, and then they came up to me. I saw them at a field. I think I saw them at our home field, which was Whipple field. And uh, they were there for like a softball tournament or they were there playing. And I was there for, I forget what happened. Um, and they came up to me, they'll give me a hug coach. We miss you. Hope everything's good, you know? And, and it was crazy. I was teammates to these guys, you know? So they were a yeah. lot younger than me, three years younger than me, but um they said to me, oh, I wish, I wish we could do something. And I had remembered from playing in the Legion program, we had done something in the fall. We had done the ABL in the fall. And I emailed the guy who ran it. And I was like, listen, trying to put together a team in the 18U division, just let me know. Is there spots open? Is there this, is there that? And he said, yeah, I got a couple spots. So I started making phone calls. Um called a couple of kids I played with at Davies. I called those Smithfield guys. Uh, and then I called your cousin, which was my assistant coach, Coach Arthur, because yeah. uh, his son, Ethan, played for All-Stars with a couple of the Smithfield guys. And they combined, like, the whole district or something. I forget what happened. Um, and he reached out and was like, listen, I have two kids that uh, can play. I was like, I need two more kids. And you turned out to be one of them. And yep. we're getting you into CCRI now, and that's done. And the other one was David Doherty, who I can't say anything about where he's going yet because uh, we don't know. Yep. But that was the <laughs> other kid, and he's great. And uh, we had a great year, and it was a lot of fun. And it gave me a really, really uh, good opportunity uh, to coach you guys and do that in the fall, and I'll do that again this year. And also gave me an opportunity to join the Devils because we had played against them, and the coaches liked what I did. And uh, yeah. how you guys played for a team that never played together before. Um, you know, and we had a, we had a good year and it was a lot of fun. And, uh, I totally, um, I totally don't regret that. And I, you know, um, it's just, it was crazy. You know, like I, I never thought that me being a 19 year old kid that I could, I could do this, you know? So yeah. now that I'm, now that I'm doing all of this and, you know, uh, coaching and, uh, helping recruiting, like you were the first kid I ever got recruited. So that's that's 
Like that's that's something that's special to me. You know what I mean? Even though oh, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't a four year school, it was a junior college, it's still a huge achievement for me and a huge achievement for you, obviously. Um, and I felt like that that's what made it for me. You know, that's like I like I was talking to Coach Chris, who was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and he's from the Devils, and I, he had just previously won Coach of the Year uh, from Rhode Island Baseball Experience, and well, that's basically what we're calling his Coach of the Year because that's basically what it was. Yeah. Uh, worded a little differently, but everyone gets the gist. Um, and I asked him, I was like, you know, we had talked afterwards and after I was finished recording and he was like, the best, the greatest achievement in my coaching career is getting kids recruited. You know what I mean? And, and even that, you know, kids will thank me. I'll send emails. Like we just had the scout day. So I was very, 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 very busy talking to coaches and sending them contact information on kids they liked and things like that. And I'm, always texting kids, hey, listen, this coach is going to text you. This is his number. Don't leave him on deliver. Don't leave him on open. You know, make sure you answer. Yeah. Make sure you're respectful. Just things that kids don't – they don't think about. You know what I mean? And yeah. he uh, – the kid said to me, uh, thank you, coach. And I said, why are you thanking me? All I had to do was make a couple of phone calls. You're the one who put in all the hard work. You know, so that's another thing is, you know, like as long as kids are – you know, like that, it was so easy with you. All I had to do was make a phone call uh, to Coach Zach, who also coaches with the Devils, and he's awesome. Uh, and all I had to do was make a phone call and say, "Listen, this kid wants to go to CCRI. Here's his number. Here's some film. Tell me what you think." And he's like, "We'd love to have him. Uh, we'll come check out a game." And then the rest was up to you. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I don't, I don't feel like I did that much. You know, it was all you. You had to do that. You had to go out there. You had to play your game and. You know, when Coach Hopkins came, you pitched well, and that was it. That was the wrap, you know. So, um, I feel like that that's what – it's kind of put the nail in the coffin, you know. So, but, yeah, like like I was saying, like Chris said, you know, when he when we were talking about it, the greatest achievement is getting kids into college. And I have you, obviously. Um, David Doherty probably will commit soon. We're just waiting on a few more things. I don't know where he's going. There's a couple schools that are looking at him and – um, and then we have a couple guys from my double squad who are 2022s and they'll be committing probably in the next few weeks. Yeah. Uh, and then we're on to 2023s and I probably will have 10 kids committed next year. Oh, I believe it. Between, between the Smithfield team, between the devils, I'll have 10 kids committed. And that just, just my, like we split the devils program in half the kids, you know, cause me and Chris handle the recruiting, um, but still, I'll probably have like 10 kids and that's that's the greatest achievement. You know what I mean? It's because I I tell people all the time I wish that I had had that guidance, that, that mm-hmm. person looking out for me and making sure that I did my things that I needed to do. And now that I'm doing it for somebody else, it, it's the greatest feeling in the world, you know? So, um, yeah, it, it's it's really cool. So that's why kind of we're going into this long story but i feel like it all kind of wrapped together and the good experience that we had and then getting you recruited it, it just it made for the perfect it made for the perfect fall so you mentioned Definitely. high school you mentioned um being all division did you see the did you hear my rankings did you see my rankings yeah man <laughs> i definitely <laughs> heard it I, my heart hurt it too your heart hurt why how come Man, not not even not even a single mention about West Fork. <laughs> it's not, I don't even. It's not like we're not even a team, man. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I'm. I'm... <laughs> well, listen. <laughs> it's funny. Right, um, go ahead. You know, here's the thing. I just don't. I don't see it. You got to listen. Everybody's coming at my neck for these rankings. All my no, devils yeah, are constantly I bet. texting I bet me. Wait, wait, wait. All my devils kids are constantly texting me, especially one kid. His name's Michael Bradshaw, and he's out of Cumberland, okay? And he's always yeah. like, Coach, sleeping on Cumberland, sleeping on Cumberland, Coach. And he's the only kid who ever talks about Cumberland. Like, no one else, no one else talks about them, but just him. And he's like, he's like on it. He's like, How'd you rank this team above Cumberland? They're not going to be that good. Blah, 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 blah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> he just gets so bad. So. I've been telling everybody it's preseason for a reason. Mm. My little, uh, my little arithmetic there, my little rhyme, but seriously, it's preseason for a reason because I don't know what freshmen are coming in. I don't know what transfers are coming in. I don't know any of that. I'm basically going off of who I know, what teams have, how they've been previously used like last year. Yeah. Grenier used you as a closer, right? Yeah. There you go. If he uses you as a starter, you probably are my sleeper pick. If he yeah, uses you as a starter this year. But because he used you as a closer last year, that might be your role again. So I have to go based off that. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that because, yeah, a lot of people have been coming at my neck. And I feel like it's just going to happen. Um, but mm. listen, I know people that do this for a living. Okay. I don't do this for a living. This is just me. This is a little hobby of mine. This podcast and what I'm doing. I know people yeah. that do this for a living and their rankings are terrible. I told and, you. <laughs> and it's, it's people, I can't say names, but it's not just in the baseball world. It's in every sport. And, um, their predictions are bad, like really bad. They're way off. And mine could be totally off too, but I think I was fair. And what teams have, like, okay, I'm looking at the, where is it? Oh, right here. I have my paper right here. I'm looking at your subdivision right now, okay? Now I'm looking at my rankings. So I had Rogers 1, I had Johnston 2, I had Charaho 3, Narragansett 4, and Westerly 5. Those are all good, very, very good teams. But yep. you got to remember this. Johnston depends on Jeremy Arena and a few pitches. He's committed to URI. If URI doesn't let him pitch, they're probably not the number two team. Same thing with Rodgers. They have Luke Lavager. If UMaine's not letting him pitch, they're not going, they're not going to be the team that they think they're going to be. Same thing with Westerly. They have Dean Ponds, lefty. He's committed to Rick. If Rick well, that says, could, uh, could, they have a kid committed to Bryant, too. I don't know if he's a senior. Oh, they do? Oh, I didn't know that. See? Greg, have... Greg, uh, Greg Gorman. That's yes, 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 yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. He's good, lefty. Too. Yeah. But they have ponds, right? So yep. I let's, them say, last year. let's say Rick says, yeah, you're not pitching this year. Well, there goes that. That's the same thing in Division One with South Kingston. If Ben Broody doesn't pitch, I don't think South Kingston's is the team that they look like. So that's the same thing with Hendrickson. Because if Dorsey doesn't pitch, Hendrickson's not as tough as they are with him. And that's that's just facts, you know? So it, it, it there's so many things that go into it that – it's preseason for a reason. That's what I'm calling it. Kids can get hurt. New kids can come in. There could be freshmen. We have no clue who they are, and they're just studs. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like that's uh, another thing. But the main question here is what are you looking forward to this high school season? So I'm 
to build off of last year, we we split even. We we made the playoffs. We just barely made it, and we got absolutely demolished. We faced Middletown first round. They were their one. They were they were the one seed. We were the last seed. We uh they walked off on us, uh, a ten run rule grand slam. So it, it was definitely not fun, and um. <laughs> I'm definitely looking forward to not facing them again, but just the the teams that came down from D1, um, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to facing them, especially Cherho. Um, I don't know who else dropped down. You gotta refresh my memory on that. But... On your side, I think it's just Cherho. On the other side, Mount St. Charles dropped, and on the other side, Ponegancet dropped, and Tolman dropped. But Cherho yeah. the only one on your side. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to facing Cherho. I played them in Piney Mac. I played them in the Smithfield League, and it was it was always fun pitching against them. They're they definitely got a lot of heart on that team. They take the game pretty seriously, and um, I, I definitely want want to go over 500 this year. Just get more wins and losses, and definitely not secure the last spot in the playoffs. Rather not face the one seed again. But uh, if if our team comes together this year and you know, our coaches utilize their players the right way. I definitely feel that like we could go above 500. Um, I like our chances. We got a good young squad and with a bunch of kids that have been playing together since we were 10, 12. And, you know, we had a breakout freshman last year and Dominic Carollo, kids pumping like 85 off the mound. And he's going he's gonna to be committed next year. He's a good kid. He works hard. Always at hops every day. And um, I'm excited to see what he can do. I'm excited to see what I can do, and the rest of the team behind me. You know, I feel like if we put everything together, we could have a pretty talented squad. Be an underdog this year. Yeah, that's good. That's good to hear. You know, um, when you have that, it's it's really important. And you know, you have a group that's been playing together. That that's that that chemistry is there. You know, like um, even when I played my senior year, you had a group that played together three years. You know, so. Obviously, a team like that's going to be better than a team that has a lot of freshmen, a lot of juniors that that haven't played together yet. That they need that year to grow. So, if if you guys put it together and you can kind of move in and be maybe a lot not a lower playoff spot playoff seed, but a team that's more middle of the pack, make a nice little run, be a successful season. Um, I know that I'm checking you guys out against Rogers at home on April 26th. I got the paper right here. And uh, your season, your home opener against Johnston at four at McCarthy. So uh, I'll be at a few games. I got a lot. Of, I got a lot of baseball to cover um, this year. I got to go yeah. through three. I got to go through the three divisions. Uh, I got to cover. I got to cover D three, D one. Then you guys. Uh, like like you, if you look at my schedule, I'm going to a baseball game like almost every day. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'll definitely I'll definitely be checking that out. Uh, excited to see what you guys do. Um, I think it, I think it'll be a fun year, high school baseball. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of questions question marks. I think what definitely. if if who plays who doesn't? Uh, what schools have what? What schools don't? What kids pass? What kids fail? Um, as we get closer into the season. Um, I'm sure I'll have you on the show again to do a little like uh, thing on your team, and I'm sure we'll have you as a game of the week, one week at least, probably oh, a cool. Rogers game. Um, yeah. that'll be a big skit on the show. Is um, I'll be doing 
uh, games of the week for each division. I already have my first week panned out. Um, but, yeah, that'll be a thing. And then I'm going to have, like, somebody from at least one of the teams that are in the game of the week or from last week's or the previous week's game of the week come on the show and talk about it and what they thought and how they can work on things and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Calvin, I want to thank you for coming on. I really do appreciate it. Uh, keep up the hard work, and we will talk soon. I appreciate you having me, Joe. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Okay. Bye. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of The Coach's Perspective. I want to really thank Calvin Battersby for coming on this week. Had a great time talking to him. Always good to catch up with a player of mine or a former player. Uh, it's really good to see the difference between junior college, which we talked about this week. Uh, we talked to Coach Kenny Crean last week about D3 baseball. And obviously the week before, we did have Brandon Duran and Jared Vadabaker on the show. So we're seeing Juco, D3, and then D1. Uh, next week's guest is going to be a very, very good friend of mine. He's the RI Devils general manager, Jay Sanford. Uh, Jay created the, the Devils uh, in 2019. So really excited to see what he has to say about the program and the questions I ask him. Um, as for what's next for the podcast, I know I mentioned a little bit of it on the recording with Calvin. Um, once high school baseball starts, I'm going to be attending games. I already have my list of games I will be attending. I'll be attending some college games as well. Um, but yeah, we're going to be watching a lot, a lot of high school games this year. And that will really, really be able to decide my rankings every week and things like that. Also plan on having, uh, games of the week for each division in each subdivision as well. So, uh, with that being said, we will have guests that week, every week. Um, that will come on and they'll talk about their game and kind of like what they're excited for and their season and things like that. So it'll be really, really exciting to have guests, either coaches or players from that respective school to be coming in and listening and talking on the podcast. Uh, I think it'll bring in a lot of views, especially to you high school guys uh, and people in the state of Rhode Island. Uh, and I think it should be a really, really good time. Uh, with that being said, I do have a ton of games I plan on checking out. Um, D3, D2, D1. Uh, we'll see probably the top teams on both sides of D1. Um, I'll see some of the bigger games in D2. And then Division 3, plan on seeing some of the bigger games, uh, especially with my alma mater, Davies Tech. Uh, so it should be really, really exciting. I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, and it should be a really good and exciting year of high school baseball. Uh, like I said, thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next week.